This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 189. Uh, that clock is ticking down very fast, approaching to episode 200. And I'm just going to warn everybody now that there's Probably not going to be anything special for that episode, but we appreciate you listening regardless, which is one. Um, today is actually Friday. It's a National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yes, they're doing the podcast. Don't, don't do that. Like don't, don't do that. Don't do oh. that. Talk normal. Okay. Talk, talk like a pirate since it's National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr, we're gonna park like a pirate horror. Yeah, well, I guess that's why you were, you were playing Mowgli without any speaking lines and. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, because you fucking. What was that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but happy National Talk Like a Pirate Day, everybody. Arr! Yeah, let's kick this off with uh, very. People on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Pod, not a podcast. I, I be Brandon. You could follow me. Wait, what is that? I be Brandon. And I'm. And I be Dave. And, the I'm, and I'm Cousin Lake. And you can check us out on muckernut.com. What is that? Mark. I don't know. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow my cousin David on Twitter at, at DaveTheRave underscore MO. You can follow us on Twitter, as I'm sure you already know, but you might not know, uh, at Marking Out. We so get a Brandon, lot of random followers. It's, I know, it's right? Weird, Taylor but, Swift follows us. No, Taylor Swift News or something, but that's because my tweets, I guess. Yeah, but I'll accept it. Any any followers, I'll accept. Yeah, I mean, talking about following, didn't you have a dream? Well, how does that even connect to that? I don't know, but <laughs> tell, tell us about your dreams. <laughs> how are you doing, Dave? I'm doing awesome. I'm so freaking wiped. And how are have, you doing, Brandon? I have like two exams next week, three quizzes. No, nobody so cares hurt. about your real life. I know, right? <laughs> I'm sure they actually do, though. But So how are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing awesome, awesome as always. Awesome as always. Wow, yeah, predictable. Jinx, jinx, yeah, predictable. Yeah, yeah. What if I was actually like, people come to me and they say, I would mark out. Yeah, okay. You would never do that. No, because I've, I've rhymed with, there's only so many things that rhyme with G. Yeah. How many people do you think would actually get that if uh, from like the first few podcasts that you did that? I don't know. I did it for quite a while. Yeah. But everything ran out. And then I tried to change it and it just like deploded. Is that even a word? That, that's not, not a word. Imploded? Yeah, imploded. Deploded, I guess, would be the opposite of imploded. But Yeah, usually, well, not not really. Uh, exploded would be the opposite. <laughs> well, if you want to be technical. Mr. College <laughs> over here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess you alluded to it earlier, that dream uh, I had. And I woke up so disappointed. 
the other day. Why were day. you disappointed? Like, I'm telling the story, bro. Oh, I thought I you were asking me kind no, of like a joke. Like. No, no, I woke up disappointed the other day because I was on a family vacation uh, cruise to Mexico. And this is my dream, by the way. And nobody wanted to go with me to look for Lucha Libre masks. And uh, I, I was going from place to place throughout the day. Like, where can I find Lucha Libre masks? Nobody's helping me out. Nobody's able to point me in the right direction. I had to be back on the ship at like 7 o'clock. And the ship was going to be leaving at 7. So this is taking all day. I finally, I'm at this pool party. What am I doing at a pool party? I'm looking at their shops, looking for for Lucha Libre masks. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. And uh, finally, somebody points me in like a direction of like a mall. It was, but it was more. I can't describe it to anyone else other than people who like a flea market. I guess it was like, except like an indoor flea market for people who live on Long Island. If you've ever been to Tri County, that's what it was like in my dream. I think and, you just said the word like 25 times. Yeah, well, what do you want me to do? I'm I like, like, like hell. But I, I finally get to there, and it's it's probably around like 4 o'clock. I said it again, I noticed. But it's going to happen all the time throughout the podcast. But it was around 4 o'clock, and I get to the shop, and I walk into the shop, and it reminded me of, of a Party City-esque type of store. And I go to the woman at the counter, and I'm trying to remember Spanish. And I can't, I'm like, two tienes mascarade de lucha libre? And she's just looking at me as if, like, what the f- what is this kid talking about? And I ask her, I'm like, do you speak English? And she's, she says, yes. And I'm like, oh, this dick over here, of course. Of course she speaks English. And I ask her where I could find Lucha Libre masks. She points me in the right direction, or what I thought was the right direction. I'm trying to follow her her uh, directions, and I get into this dark area where there was nothing. It was darkness, complete darkness, except for the Halloween decorations and lights that were lit up. And I was uh, creeped out because I knew I was in Mexico, and I wasn't. It didn't look like I, I should be in that area. And I was, I was kind of scared to be there, afraid, nervous, whatever, I don't know. And uh, I couldn't find any Lucha Libre masks. And I start passing other stores. I'm looking, I'm looking into popping in and out of stores. This one store I saw sold, they were selling Lucha Libre light bulbs, which I was like, oh, that's cool, but I, I want a mask. And I kept going. Then at one point, I met up with my brother and my Nana were there, and they, there were these rooms that had pianos in it and I was playing the piano and this one woman comes up to me and says, you can't play the piano. The sign says it right there. We go to another room. My brother starts playing piano. Another woman says, you can't play piano here. It says it right there. I go to another room playing piano. Just, just be like, fuck you. Yeah, I can play piano. Watch this. And I just started like, bam, bang, 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 bang. Another woman comes up to me and says, you can't play piano. It says it right there. That's when I realized that the three women that were saying that chased me out on broomsticks because they were the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. 
And I was scared shit of that. I finally lost them. Had no clue where my brother was. No clue where my nana was. And right across the street, there was a little brick building. And to the right of that, it was a giant hill. And I see what looks like my cruise ship leaving. So I start looking in that direction. Then Rocky Dennis, for whatever reason, starts chasing me. Rocky Dennis? From, you know, the movie. Rocky Dennis. He was in that movie with Cher. Or the movie was about him. He's got the big forehead. The the out of- oh, all right. Yeah. So he starts chasing me. I, I book it up to the hill, and I see. I thought Royal Caribbean started pu- pulling away because that's of course the ship I'd be on, and I, I was so disappointed that I couldn't find a Lucha Libre mask. And I ran to the ship. I got there just in time, and uh, that was that. Wow. Yeah, that's that is one hell of a dream. I can't even rem- remember. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take that long to tell a story, and I'm sure maybe people were bored by that. But I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty positive we just lost like four listeners. I just, I just needed to get it out there that I wanted Lucha Libre mask, and I woke up one day and I was very disappointed that I, I couldn't find any. I, I think, uh, I think, I don't think you're the only person that ever had that dream. I think you're fine. Yeah. I think you're fine. Hopefully I am. Uh, yeah. So but, Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know. I really that that's like something I'll look back on and be like, why is he doing this? Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna go back and listen to it and be like, why did I say all that? Especially I didn't have especially to say all because that. you weren't talking at all and it made it even more awkward. Well, I didn't want to interrupt your story. No, I, I mean, know I know that. I just be figured rude. I mean, the first time you heard it, you laughed and everything throughout it. I guess this time you were just like, oh, geez, is this really, ugh. Yeah, this time around, I mean, eh, eh, it's good. But you wanted me to do it, so I did it. Yeah, do it up. You you did it already, so. Yeah, so uh, let's kick it off with some fan questions and comments. Let's. I will take the first one here on Twitter. A question came in from at the Power Surge. Saying, why in the hell does WWE fire decent talent and showcase garbage like Cameron, whose favorite match of all time is Alicia Fox versus Molina? Hashtag puzzled. I don't know how WWE works. I'm in the same exact boat as you. I'm sure you are too, Dave. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I think that they're trying to go with... Cameron is has potential to be a very good heel, just like just because so many people legit dislike her. So maybe which, they're trying to seems, run with that. That seems to be what WWE has been doing a lot lately. Yeah, not not specifically. I they can't wrestle, but just oh, like Batista. I mean, nobody look, cared about Batista, and they turned him heel. But I mean, more with Cameron, I relate her to Vicky Guerrero. I mean, when Vicky Guerrero mm. first came out, she, I mean, she wasn't a wrestler. Everybody she disliked still, her. But she still she wrestled what four matches in her in her career, five matches maybe. I yeah, but she, I wouldn't she, put Vicky in the same category. Well, just for the fact that they played up on legit heat with uh with her. Um. So I'm a. Uh, I wonder. You know, what did you think of? But but I don't know. I was a I was really good with Vicky being there in the positions she was put. Oh yeah, no, they used her perfectly. I hated her. I wanted her off TV. But you know what? And it's funny that's, because that that's, that, 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 that same, means that they're do, 
That means that she's doing her job, though. At that same time, I'm like, how could you say this? This is great. Yeah, but she, that was me falling into her doing her job as uh, yeah. as well as she was doing it. And I kind of feel that's like... that's not happening with me and Cameron. I can't. You know, she's... I don't know. What can we do? We're going to bitch about her, and she's still going to be on TV on a weekly basis. That's what this show so. is, so don't give away the secret. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, next question. Yeah, next question is from Jasmine. Hey, guys, I hope all is well. Thanks for giving us another awesome show. I actually also want to thank you guys for getting me into podcasts. I enjoy listening to you guys a lot at work, and because of, um, and because of this, I've also got into the habit of listening to Stone Cold, Jericho, and JR's podcast as well. I wanted to ask you guys uh, – I wanted to ask you – what you guys thought of the new article WWE has up on their website, which has an interview with Zane, Neville, Devitt, Kenta, and Steen. Thanks again. You guys are greatly appreciated for what you do at Reverse and Massage. Uh, thank you once again for the kind words. Much appreciated. In, regard, uh, in regards to the podcast, I've tried listening to JR's podcast, and I can't. I don't know why. I Maybe because a lot of the people that he – does interview i feel like i've already heard their interviews numerous times or because it's mark madden i don't i've never heard, listened to mark madden um you ever watched wcw i didn't listen to the interview yeah. it might be the best interview of all time but i can't get behind mark madden yeah i i just can't i can't listen to jr's podcast i feel like jericho and stone cold have something with their they have a draw factor with their voice while uh, when it comes to podcasting and JR just doesn't do it for me. What uh, about what about uh would you start I know Goldberg is starting one or has one. Would you start wanting to listen to him or is he someone I else that I don't think so. I think the only reason I listen to Stone Cold and Jericho is just because growing up they were two of my favorites and also they're two of the best mic workers uh around, or that have been in pro wrestling. Are you saying who's next is not a great mic work? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that. <laughs> what, what, about, what about Vince Russo, though? I haven't listened to his podcast. Maybe you'll enjoy that. Who knows? Meh. I, I like sticking to Jericho and Stone Cold, but I don't even li really listen to them. Too. Like, what I'll do is I'll download the episodes and then save, kind of build up a playlist of the podcast and listen to it whenever I have to take a long drive yeah. or whatever. When, when we have to take a long drive and all I want to do is listen to Taylor Swift. And you're like, eh, we're going to listen to this. Yeah. Like, no, please don't make me do this. The good thing, the cool thing is Jericho interviews people that outside of wrestling too. Like, he'll yeah, interview rock people. Stars. In, yeah, rock stars. He interviewed, like, um... Uh, experts on ghosts and uh, on ghosts, uh, yeah, and UFOs. Oh, ghosts! Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were talking about like ma. Wait, like, what? Goat. I thought you were talking about goats. Oh, goat. I was like, no. why? Why do you have a goat expert? Yeah, and then like Stone Cold has on his pod, like he's interviewed the people in uh, like one of the people in charge of the Sienna Nevada uh, beer factory. So it's really it's cool, but it's um, it's weird with those podcasts for the fact that it's like WWE shuns all podcasts basically. Uh -huh. And no, they, they look at podcasts as if they're 
not a reliable place to conduct interviews, as if Sirius Satellite Radio or any other radio station that's actually on radio is you, uh, what? No, 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 keep it going. As if those okay. are completely different. If and, any, I'm sorry. No, no, keep say it, say it. <laughs> if anything, you have a better chance. What they failed to realize is you have a better chance at re- reaching an audience by airing a podcast as opposed to airing an interview on Sirius Radio because not everybody has Sirius Radio. Yeah, but Only forget people... forget about that. It's not – it's just – I don't understand why they shun podcasts except for yeah. guys like Jericho and Stone Cold and Jim Ross. And even those guys, apparently there's, there's those that, oh, not approved yet or this isn't approved. But I'm sure it's an yeah. easy like, oh, let's, let's approve him. I, I just – whenever I listen to like Stone Cold's podcast, I could actually picture him like in a studio doing the podcast and like – it, it's kind of like listening to one of his old promos. I just enjoy it. Not even an old promo though. It just sounds like he's cool as shit to hang out with. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that and same thing with Jericho. Jericho when he d- does – I mean I thought it was awesome that he interviewed his dad on how he used to play with the Rangers and everything. Yeah. I thought that was just so cool. Um, and I guess let's get over to that article. The article that WWE posted was amazing. I thought it was great. I got a good laugh when they uh, asked Kenta about if he's going to take back the go-to-sleep finisher because yeah. he was the, uh, I guess, originator of the go-to-sleep. Right. <coughs> I thought it was funny how but it, was just, it just basically showed the interaction between these guys. And yeah. It was. It's clear that they've been friends for years, and it's clear that they they they're know. Humbled. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I, definitely clear that they're humbled. I like that they were saying how WWE wasn't in their. What it wasn't what they wanted at yeah, first. Yeah, it, it wasn't really their goal when they, they first wanted got to, started. They wanted to achieve a lot more before becoming WWE superstars. Just yeah. so they could be world traveled and everything. Yeah, I thought that was a great way to talk about it. Like I think it was Zane or Neville that was was saying how you had your Dean Malenkos and uh, Guerreros who have wrestled in Japan and all over the war and all over the world, and then ended their career with WWE. And that's kind of like what they're going for. They be, they traveled the world. They did everything overseas. Now they're trying to end everything with WWE. Yeah, and I, I thought it was cool how they – I don't want to say name-dropped, but I don't have any other word yeah, for no, it. Yeah, no, I know where you're going, yeah. But name-dropped everyone, like how uh, Zayn was with Jimmy Jacobs at the tryouts. Yeah. And then they were talking about the other guys. I forget yeah, who they Adam, listed. Adam yeah, Adam Cole. Cole uh, Johnny Gargano. Kyle uh, O'Reilly, I think. Yeah, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, your favorite, the Young Bucks. Yeah, um, they they were naming all these people. I was kind of surprised. It was it's just weird to see names like that on WWE.com. Yeah, and I and it's even though I don't find the young bug, I they they are entertaining to a certain I, point with me. I could see them getting over with the WWE crowd though. But that's what I'm I'm gonna say is that I don't hope they I I don't want to say I hope they never come to WWE because I do want to see everybody succeed in the wrestling business. Everyone yeah. that deserves to, at least. And I yeah, certainly think they deserve to. I certainly think that they deserve to. And in this interview, I got, not, I don't want to say emotional, but there was an emotional part there with Kevin Steen ta- telling a story about how he was at uh, 
a house show in Quebec, and he's with his son, and his son goes, Daddy, why aren't you wrestling? He goes, I'm not in WWE. And fast forward to when they offered him his contract, he said to his son, he said, do you want to see me wrestle for WWE or whatever? And he goes, yes. He goes, that means we have to move. You're uh, not going to see grandpa anymore? Yeah, new school, new friends. We have to move, and you won't be able to see your grandfather as much. And I guess for Kevin Steen, it was always a yes. Like, there's no question, no shadow of a doubt, mm -hmm. I'm going to WWE. But he rerouted his whole family. Yeah, I, I even like the son's answer to him. His son responded to him by saying, asking uh, if he's going to be wrestling John Cena. <laughs> yeah, he was in the contract negotiations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, what I really. Do? Can you, like, now that they're focusing on these wrestlers. It's weird like, that they're doing this, but. Like, could you see them bring them up in an invasion, kind of? No. I don't or see no? That. I don't see that at all. Okay. Because I, I feel like. Because I, I feel like we already saw that a few years ago. Yes, wrestling repeats itself and everything. But the thing is, I feel like if they did that with these guys, the internet may actually break. Like, they, <laughs> like imagine, imagine the like because yeah, you did the NXT, but it was with a bunch of guys. the only real, uh, really well known guy was Daniel Bryan, and that and like a few indie guys that nobody really knew too much. Well, and I but guess these Garrett, guys, Garrett guys, too, but not as much in the United States. Huh? I said Wade Barrett as well, but not so much in yeah. the United States. Yeah. So, but I mean, if they brought all these guys up at the same time, like to kind of like be like, hey, we're here, I think that that would, even if you, hmm, even if you got these guys, keep them with NXT. And I, like, I remember seeing Triple H saying that they want to make NXT kind of like that ECW brand. I would be more than happy with that. Like, imagine if they started doing, like, kind of but, a NXT invasion of WWE. But then it goes to who comes to NXT. Will we see John Cena work in an NXT match or something? I think we have in the past. I don't – I'm not saying in the past, per se, like, saying that he won't do it. But yeah. I'm saying who would we see on a weekly basis yet? Yeah. I I think it's interesting. I think that would be kind of cool to see is like an NXT invasion. Uh, I mean, come on. We I think a majority of wrestling fans love the invasion angle, even when they went even with the ECW original invasion angle back when they uh, were first trying to get the word out there of ECW. And a lot of people say the invasion angle was complete garbage, but it it had yes they did some stuff wrong, but there was a lot of good stuff from that. I I loved it for the fact that this is like, it was kind of like you're playing a a wrestling game with all of your created characters because you had all of these different promotions coming together to uh, wrestle in one in the same ring. Yeah, it was just very weird. You know what that reminds me of? I was I was playing uh, 2K14 last night, and it was I forget who I was, but it was uh, against X-Pac, well, Six-Pac and Kane. And in the middle of the match, Kurt Henning ran down because Six is in the NWO in my stable I created. It's Six. Uh, Giant, Scott Steiner, Randy Savage, and Kurt Hennig. Except Kurt Hennig ran down and started attacking Kane. Uh-huh. 
I was like, why is he attacking Xbox partner here? It made no sense. I just, it was weird, but I won that match anyway. There you go. That's all that matters, yeah. getting the W in the book. But back um, back to the, the NXT thing, the article. It's, a, it's, it, very, it's a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan for the WWE. Yeah, and I would recommend everybody read the interview. And it's crazy just to see the picture of Kevin Steen, uh, Prince Devitt, Pac, uh, Sammy yeah. Zayn, not Pac. Fuck. What no, you got yeah, Neville. I always, yeah, Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn, and uh, Hideo Itami. And in that one picture, and just knowing that's a WWE picture, it's just it's it's crazy. And I'm very, very excited to see what the future has in store for them. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, just think about it. You also have, I mean, they didn't feature because he's already there. But Kalisto, you have Sammy uh, Solomon Crow. Yeah. You have Daniel Bryan. You have all of these like these wrestlers that the WWE is pretty much they're solid for the next few years if yeah. they put enough time and effort in storylines into these wrestlers it's going to be a fun time to be a wwe fan it may not be right now with no, no. Uh, it, it'll be a fun time for to be an nxt fan yeah but at some point they'll hopefully bring them up i mean there's no guarantee but it's going to be fun it's going to be a good time yeah uh that's all the comments and questions that we have for this week um, but thank you very much to the people that did submit. Uh, it is our pleasure. If anybody wants to submit fantasy bookings, if you want to submit your thoughts on the pay-per-view, or if you want to submit your predictions, whatever you like, we will read it on the podcast. We will respond to it. Uh, we'll have some fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of having some fun with it, uh, we haven't given uh, TNA – a lot of thought as of late. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like we should, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that TNA is doing a bad job. With, it's, well, mm. I mean, I don't think they're doing it's that It's not awful. For me, it's just I can't watch much wrestling. There's you know? some There's some that is – let's just – let's kick it off. The TNA, last night they had a number one contender – Battle Royal for the TNA Knockouts Championship. Yeah, for, because it, it was no surrender, by the way. Right. No surrender. Right. This match, I thought, was terrible. It oh. was so s- slow-paced, and, like, it just looked like everyone had to think, like... Like, I felt like there were so many spots where something was supposed to happen like that, like at the snap of a finger. Right. Uh, of your fingers, and it was just... It was stalled a little bit. Obviously, Havoc won. If she didn't win, that would have been the dumbest thing. Yeah. I, I thought Rebel, she took such a nasty spill to the outside of the ring onto the, the steps. Which makes me want to wonder if she knew those steps were there, where maybe she thought... Because obviously she hasn't... She, her, she just debuted in, what, May? Maybe I, May? I don't even think in the ring though was it was this the match where she got injured in or no i don't know she's she only has like a, a handful of matches under her belt so maybe her mindset was because she's never gone from the top rope to the floor before that maybe she could roll out onto the stairs and be closer to the ring and then fall from there uh-huh. but if that wasn't your thought and you actually fell onto those steps i feel terrible that must have hurt I don't. I don't know how somebody could have done that. That uh, when, when was I this? That. When was this recorded? Because I'm was, seeing here. This was recorded 
back at the Hammerstein. Is this in August? Manhattan Center, yeah, from August. Uh, August, what was it, the 7th? Okay, because I'm seeing here, that's around the time where Rebel uh, was injured. And I'm seeing here uh, that around August 20th maybe or whatever, uh, this is where Rebel fractured her arm after taking a bump. Oh. So, oh, yeah, this is the bump. The bump that she took was on the steel steps during a battle royal. Rebel has done some training at OVW, but her first matches were on this uh, TV taping. So there, oh, the battle royal was her second match. Her first match was the mixed tag team match for my guest uh, last week or whenever they aired it. Right. But this was her second match, and she ended up fracturing her arm on the steel steps. Yeah, so overall this match was not good. No, not Um, good at all. It didn't make Havoc look any strong. Especially because it's the the women that are there. Like, why am I going to believe Havoc should be able to beat every single person in this match with one move? Yeah. Nothing makes me believe that she's stronger by watching that match, though. Yeah, I I thought that it was just – it made me think, if anything, that Havoc was a little bit slower, which I know she's not. It it did look like that a lot, actually. and I and I know that's the thing. I know she's not right. It's just like something wasn't meshing well. But hopefully TNA doesn't close, and we'll see a lot more of her. Yeah. Um. Someone that I think <laughs> should be closing down very soon. Oh my god. Chris Melendez. Oh my god. Um, How do you introduce it like that? Yeah, I think that he should definitely be closed down. Because I am not a fan of his ring work at all. He made his debut a few weeks ago. Big hype with uh, Kennedy Kennedy and the Dudley Boys. And last week he had his match. was terrible. Yeah, it was Zima Ion. This week he had his match with Kenny King. It was terrible. Like, I'm, I'm, I like, yes, we respect everything that he's done for the country. But, but it's I feel not, like that has nothing to do with this other than exactly. TNA is using that. Thank, exactly. TNA is just trying to make a profit off of the fact that this guy is a wounded warrior. And a one-legged, mother, and a one-legged performer. Yes. That is all that they, they, all they see with him is a dollar sign. It, it's it's is terrible that, that there's – I would love to know how many matches, actual matches he has under his belt. I would say not, two. Yeah, because he's not, <laughs> he's not any good. And I wonder he, how long he was training with the Dudley Boys for, because that doesn't show good for the Dudley Boys as trainers. Not at all. If I was the Dudley Boys, I would have denied. I would have said that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, absolutely not. Oh, this guy had, uh, we didn't train this kid. He's not ready for this. I understand that he has one leg, but I fucking, I've seen Zach Gowan go up to the top rope and, and do all his shit. I see well, him also do have all his moves. You also have two different body types. Absolutely, but, I, but I Chris understand Melendez that. doesn't even—he's not like a built guy, and he, 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 he doesn't. An it, look. And he doesn't move like a pro wrestler should move. Zach Gowan can move like a wrestler moves. It's really obvious that these wrestlers—I mean, they put him in the ring with two veterans, uh, in Ion and King. Yeah, and the and it really is obvious that these guys are kind of carrying the match, and, and they're kind of just like. 
like when they're going from like arm right, arm bars and everything, they're kind of like yeah, they ha- yeah, absolutely. And and it seems to be what TNA's motive is or mo, I should say. Yeah, is let's put this person on TV just because of this story. Yeah, the thing that I they hated it, about they, this, we just spoke Rebel. They did it with Rebel. Now they're doing Chris Melendez. Yeah, and look what happened. Rebel got injured. Yeah. So what now? I mean. She got fractured. Is TNA's not going to pick up the bill? Look what happened with Daphne. I mean, the woman bro- fractured her arm, and I- I'm curious if TNA's going to do anything about that. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate that a wrestler can get injured in a wrestling ring and not have the support. But I guess that's the risk that you take of being a independent contractor, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Um. Yeah, the thing that I take out of this match that was a post-match where Kenny King beat down Melendez. He got on the mic engine. He was trying to get a lot of heat by insulting Melendez. As he's trying to get over with the heat, um, who is it? Mike Tenay? Right? He's the... Yeah. Mike Tenay is commentating over his promo. I think that is shit. That is awful. You do not commentate over a promo. Especially when a guy's trying to get heat, trying to get uh, get this guy over, and trying to lead uh, cause Kennedy or Anderson to make his way to the ring, Anderson. you shouldn't be talking over it. Yeah, but that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't even want to talk about Joe Homicide. It was an average match. Yeah. Uh, they had the, the, three, world, the, the yeah three way ladder match for the world tag team championships between the uh, Wolves Team 3D and the Hardy Boys. It's always going to be entertaining to see that. I continue to like these matches, although I think I, I don't know if the fan if if TNA I mean cut it cut these matches at all uh-huh. because there's points in the match where like really early on where fans start chanting this is awesome. And I don't understand, like, you're yeah. in, like, sometimes it's, like, maybe five, six minutes into the match, and fans are like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And I'm like, the match isn't even. Yeah, they didn't even do anything. I, I mean, don't, I mean, there was also moments during this match where it was like the crowd was dead. Yeah, and that's the thing also. It's, it's just, it's so, I don't, it's so cyclical, and it's so weird that I don't understand how. How that works, especially with three teams like this. Although the American Wolves, I I don't I don't get fully as well. I mm. get I'll easily bored watching their stuff. I've been I'm, entertained I'm with their stuff in the past, but not. Yeah. I'm fans of all three tag teams. I mean, Team 3D and and the Hardy Boys, I'd say, are all future Hall of Famers. Yeah, there's. I mean, Team 3D. <laughs> yeah, TNA Hall of Famer, but. Yeah, and I definitely there's, see there's the Hardy no, Boys yeah. at some point being there. Even without being in TNA, there's no doubt that Team 3D and Hardy Boys are first ballot, I guess you'd say, if you're going to say something like that, for yeah. WWE. I mean, look what they did for the, during that Attitude Era and for tag team wrestling. Yeah, they absolutely, they reinvented, they absolutely reinvented tag team wrestling. And they just, really did. Hardy Boys took it to a next level. Team 3D took it to a level with the... Um, the hardcoreness of it, yeah, and then like I guess the the reality of the bringing some realism into it a little bit, yeah, and the Hardy ECW. Boys, Hardy Boys were doing things that 
I mean, obviously, we've only seen before that where it would be ECW and kind of WCW, but really not through tables, not through stuff like that. Yeah. And Edge and Christian brought uh, another aspect to it. That and they that those three teams are like, I was hooked. That hooked sure. me. Um, and then you also had Bram defeating Gunner, uh, thanks to um, Sam Shields. Yeah, Samuel Shield. Uh, no, no, Samuel uh, Shaw. Sorry. Yeah, Samuel Shaw. Shaw. Samuel Shaw. Um, All these and names. Then, I have so many names in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, in your main event, you had Bobby Lashley defeat Bobby Roode uh, for the T. Well, to, to retain, retain the TNA, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Wasn't a bad match. I just wasn't hooked the whole time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never been behind a Bobby Lashley match. Not even when oh. he was with Umaga, like doing uh, his well, matches with I Umaga. Think that that much. I think that was more so just the big aspect that from that was Donald Trump. Will his head get shaved or will Vince's head yeah. get shaved? I've just never been a fan. Well. Um, so that is TNA wrestling. Yeah. Um, we all got through this together. I know, may have been tough, but it, it's not as tough as it used to be. Speaking so, speaking of tough, though, some uh, future independent wrestling events coming up. For sure. Oh, See, let me just add, uh, great product on Impact Wrestling is still EC3 and still Rockstar Spud. Those two wrestlers are, in my mind, they are killing it. Whether it's in-ring promos in their matches or whatever they're doing, uh, the little backstage segments, I think that they're cr- they're killing it. It's Another- a shame. It's a shame that that uh, Bateman or EC3 was released from WWE. There was so much on tap potential there. It's for the better though, because look what he's doing now. <laughs> yeah, and he hopefully he's making a name for himself, and then he can make a return. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully one day we'll see him come back. Yeah, there's so much. Uh, that's why I absolutely loved NXT then. Oh yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And just uh, to make note, um, following Homicide and Samoa Joe's match, um, what's his face? Uh, James Storm, Sonata, and Manic all came out and beat down yeah. both wrestlers. Manic support uh, – is it supporting or sporting? Sporting. Sporting new gear. Very, uh, very Chikara-esque. Yeah, very Chikara-esque. But it's about time. Yeah, I'm a fan of Sonata's new gear, uh, per, pretty much being a replica of Muda. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. Especially, James. What? I was going to say James Storm kind of reminds me of Kevin Nash in that being he kind of gave or kind of convinced, I guess, Sonata to take on the great Sonata gimmick and I guess convinced Manic to – turn yeah and and it reminds me reminds me of kevin nash in the way except a little less cartoony in the fact that kevin nash was like oh yeah i'm big sexy here take this match gimmick to lethal and here take austin's gimmick to shark boy basically or even uh i think it was to shark boy but he did the the guru with uh sanjay dutt so that's what it kind of reminds me of but except very a lot less cartoony yeah no that's very true yeah, but uh, speaking of very true, <laughs> CZW has their event coming up. Oh, yeah, they do. What's it called? 
Deja Vu. When is it? Deja Vu is taking place September 27th and in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. You home got any of, facts about that? Yes. Home of the most boring Hall of Fame that I've ever been to. Which is? The, what is it? The Football Hall of Fame? <laughs> that was the most boring. I Like, we, we were supposed to be in Dayton, Ohio. We did a road trip from uh, our... From from New York, we went to Dayton. Did you just R? Well, I was going to say our house, but... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were doing like... We did a road trip from R. Yeah, I thought because it was New Pirate York. Day or whatever. Yeah, and we were we were going to the National... The, the Football Hall of Fame, then we were hitting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then we were on the way back going to Amish country. Or actually, we did Rock and Roll first and then, then football, but... We were supposed to be in Dayton for two days. We bought tickets to the museum, a two-day pass or whatever. And we went through the whole museum in probably two hours. Okay. And we were like, what now? There was nothing else. To, there was nothing in Dayton. We packed yeah. up and went. Right, we, we booked another night in Amish in, in, in Lancaster. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I love Lancaster. Nope. Any, anyone oh, I, ever been there before? Any uh, of our listeners? Lancaster, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Amish country. What about Intercourse? Intercourse, uh, Yeah, Intercourse, that's a good place. Yeah. I had Intercourse in Intercourse. There you go. <laughs> Brandon. I think they make pretzels there. Brandon Brandon likes fisting. Yeah, so. BLF, a little BLF, baby. BLF. All right, so back to CZW, Deja Vu, Saturday, September 27th. Uh, you can go get your tickets, czwrestling.com. You're going to be seeing the CZW world champion, Biff Busick, take on Drew Gulak. Yeah. Also, CZW wire champion, Shane Strickland, taking off Flip Kendrick. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing because in our notes, we have we, – David sent me this on Skype. And we fig- we were like, why? There's two coffee mugs next to Bill- oh. Biff Busick and next to Shane Strickland. Uh, we're like, why are there coffee mugs there? And it turns out, I guess on Skype, if you do parentheses, C, close parentheses, it's it's a coffee <laughs> instead of champion. So yeah. that's funny to me. But um, we're going to see Caleb Connolly taking on Sozio. Yeah. Uh, Alex Colon's going to be taking on Latin Dragon. For sure, it, you don't you don't want to miss it. Yeah, it's gonna be Joe Gacy's gonna be in action. You can check it out if you can't attend it in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Go to streamczw.com and you'll be able to stream it. Uh, also, yeah, just go check out czwrestling.com. Go support them. Um, you could also support them next week um, on the twenty fourth. I believe that would be Wednesday. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Um, but in Blackwood, New Jersey, at the CZW Academy, you're gonna they're gonna be putting on CZW Dojo Wars Ten. It's going to be five dollar tickets. You will see five matches, sometimes six matches. It is the CZW the trainees versus the main roster. Uh, it, from what I've been seeing, it's been very entertaining. They've been putting on very good matches. You've been seeing people like Drew Gulak in action, Joe Gacy, and many other of the main uh, main roster, uh, Devin Moore, and a ton and a lot 
of other people. So go support them. It's only five dollars. So if you're in Blackwood, New Jersey, on the twenty fourth, twenty fourth, go check them out. Yeah, head of the uh, Timber Creek. There you go. Also, on the 28th, you're going to have Beyond Wrestling making moves in Providence, Rhode Island. It is going to be Adam Cole's debut with Beyond Wrestling. Um, how, long, is, how long has Beyond been a company, roughly? I'm not too sure. Because it's... I, it's has it? I don't think it's been too long. Neither do I. But it, that's what I'm like. Uh, it's it, 2009, and it's weird that Adam Cole, like this is his debut. Yeah, has has been around since 2009. Um, so he will be making his debut as it's going to be the Kingdom: Adam Cole, Michael Bennett, and Maria versus Juicy Product, JC, uh, JT Dunn, and David Starr, and Kimberly. Uh, so it's going to be a six. Uh, Man, woman, a six man, woman, intergender, brother. Okay, a six six way intergender match. Just, just say it's Is gonna be a, a six six intergender tag. I In, guess intergender six way. I don't know intergender six way. That just sounds like sexual. Well, that's right. Um, <laughs> you'll also see Eddie Edwards versus Silver Ant, formerly known as Green Ant. Um, what else do you have on there? I don't even see that match. I there see I see Aaron Epic versus Sugar Dunkerton. Yeah, that I is see, a fact. I see Pinky Sanchez will be in action against Dave Cole. You have stipulation to be t- determined. Matt Tremont versus Stockade. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I see Brian, have, Brian Fury's taking on Jay Freddy. Yeah, Michael Elgin and Brian Cage, the unbreakable effing machines, taking on Doom Patrol, Chris Dickinson, and Jaka. Uh, Elgin and Cage, what what tag team? Um, you're also going to have Milk Chocolate in action, Randy Summers, Brandon Watts, Dick Justice, uh, Dick Justice, the uh, CCW champion Biff Usyk, and a ton more. Team Tremendous, um, go check them out. Yeah, go support Beyond Wrestling. Go check them out on Facebook. Uh, go check out their website. Look, ma, no fans. Dot com and that's September 28th in Providence, Rhode Island. And that is all the independent talk that we have for this week, correct? Yes. Um, this week on the 19th, we'll be having that NYWC show in Islip, New York, uh, on Long Island. So we will have your results next week for that, as we'll have results for other independent wrestling news, uh, events taking place this week. Yeah. Uh, Chikara King of Trios and more. Yeah, and be sure to check out the Sanctuary in Hazleton, Pennsylvania this Sunday, the 21st. Dude, I love those promo videos that they're putting out. They're fantastic. Those promo vi- videos are amazing. Yeah. I don't know who's putting them together, but kudos. Absolutely. Uh, like you said, Sanctuary. Go check them out on Facebook, too. Facebook.com slash SanctuaryPA. Um, if you're looking, they do have a wrestling school going on. So if you're looking, if you're interested, right, they have a wrestling school? I think it's just like, I don't know if it's an actual school or like open training. Okay, well, if you want to get in a ring uh, and potentially get booked or whatever, go check out Facebook.com slash SanctuaryPA. And as Brandon said, Sunday the twenty first, you'll be seeing you'll be able to see Damien Gibbs versus Anthony Bowens. 
the Monster Atu will be in action, and a ton more. The extra guys are going to be making their debut. You don't want to miss it. They're putting on some awesome, awesome stuff. Absolutely. And uh, I guess it's time. Nah, whatever. I guess it's time. <laughs> <laughs> you gave up on that one pretty quick. Yar, I did. I guess it's time to uh, just take a little break and say that we'll be back, right back. We'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is the voice of the people, Larry Legend, and you're listening to Marking Out. Arr, welcome back. Well, now we're going to talk about some sports entertainment. Yes, we are. <laughs> Let's talk about SmackDown. Let's kick it off. With the middles. How's that sound to you? Yeah, there's no bads, but, uh, I mean, just because David liked this, for me, yeah. it was bad. No, not terrible. It was, it was typical SmackDown. I thought SmackDown. it was entertaining. It was t- typical SmackDown. You wouldn't expect this on Raw. Uh, Mark Henry versus Rusev in the arm wrestling match. I, I For what it's worth, I don't know. I guess it did its job. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I liked how Rusev lost the first one, and then they challenged him to the left arm, and then uh, Mark Henry ate powder, I guess, to the face, thanks to Lana. Yeah, and there weren't any donuts, so. Nope, no donuts. But I was a fan of this entire. I was a fan of this segment. I'm a fan of whatever they are doing to get Rusev over. Maybe it's because. Maybe you like this segment because you were the person that's always challenging people to arm wrestling matches. I don't think I've ever challenged anybody to an arm wrestling match. I hate arm wrestling matches. Seriously. Seriously. Every single time when we were kids, you were like, no, I could be sure in an arm wrestling contest. The fact, fact, Brandon beat me 20 out of 20 times. Fact. I have never won against Brandon. Um, I never arm wrestled. I have arthritis. I can't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was a fan of this segment. I think that Mark Henry is a good choice. And I, I, I even think I said on the podcast that Mark Henry is the person that WWE should be choosing to face Rusev. I don't know. I thought it was odd. I guess we can move on from this to go to the goods now. Yeah, but I'm pretty positive I predicted all this. And I, it's going to end up being Rusev and John Cena. I thought it was odd to have Mark Henry do this because he had a match. That being Mark Henry, Big Show, and the Usos teaming up to defeat Goldust, Stardust, and uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Yeah, this is the one downside of it. I mean, I think it's safe to say a majority of the WWE fans, uh, no matter if you're new or a longtime fan, you have some sort of a fandom for Mark Henry. Whether not, it's, not, it's a, not, that's not necessarily true, though. There's a lot of people out there who can't stand Mark Henry. Really? Absolutely. That's I don't the, get, like, I mean, at least you can at least. People were so pissed having to sit at Survivor Series 2011 and see Big Show versus Mark Henry. And uh, I, was I was sitting there. I was that. I didn't want to see that. But even still, I was, I was so happy to be seeing Mark Henry work. I, I love Mark Henry's wrestling abilities and just being. But that was an awful. I was not a fan of that match. That was awful. I don't know, man. There was I, I liked. It. There were some aspects of that match that was pretty good. I hated it. And then, and the last time that I think everybody collectively absolutely loved Mark Henry was last year, I believe it was, when he had his retirement speech and then beat the shit out of Cena. 
And then, yeah. boom, Mark, that, what, what kind of fall from grace was that? Nothing happened to that. They should have cashed in on that. Um, but, yeah, as you mentioned, he, he's being used in both segments, and they really the, – the, the problem is that they have to have him in both segments, though. Cause you yeah, do need, uh, yeah, because there's the Mark Henry and Big Show tag team, or is that not what you were going to say? Yeah, because you do need them together as a tag team because, yes, you're making them look good, but you're also going to build them up so this way you could also put over uh, a few of the other tag teams. And then you also need Mark Henry versus Rusev because look around at the roster. There really is no uh, larger-than-life superstar for Rusev to defeat. Other than Big E, which he already went through and nobody gave a crap about. So after he goes through Mark Henry and you think John Cena, what like what's the point of that? Yeah. John Cena's not champion or anything. No, it's just it, a John. Then John yeah. Cena's just going to beat Rusev and nothing's going to happen. I you know I what? I don't see it, Rusev beating Cena. Why would no, Cena it, do that? It could be. It could end up being a little bit of a feud, but it could also really. It could make Rusev. I mean, Rusev can be. Uh, I, I mean, it's tough to say whether or not how far he could get, but I would. I wouldn't mind seeing John Cena versus Rusev. I wouldn't mind it unless it was some sort of WrestleMania match, not for a title, and there was some sort of like Hulk Hogan guest referee or something. Then you would mind it, or you wouldn't. No, mind that it? that's when I wouldn't mind it. Oh, I. I don't need to see. You're asking a lot. <laughs> I don't. But I, that's lot, the thing, I though. Guess. I don't want it. I don't need to sit and watch like Survivor Series or the Royal Rumble and be like John Cena versus Rusev. Whoop de do. I'm good with it. Uh, Bo Dallas defeated. But, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh yeah, we still have to finish that match. Wow. Yeah, I just wanted to say though that it was one like it was basically one of those matches that I spoke about last week where it's so many people in the the match, but it was it was a. A good multi-person match where, like last week was the ten people, this week's the eight people. These are these matches are doing it. I don't know. I really didn't need to say that, I guess. But yeah, uh, Bo Dallas defeated Justin Gabriel. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I thought Justin Gabriel looked pretty strong in it too. I like uh, before the match where Zeb Coulter was ringside with Swagger, cutting a promo on Bo. He was uh, just talking whatever, and he goes. I forget what exactly he said, but he c- compared himself. He's like, then I'm Ariana Grande. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It was so bizarre hearing him say that. Yeah. And then Michael Cole, what a dumbass, what a doofus. They they, they have no clue who current people are. Uh, he, he referred to, he goes, then who is, uh, who is Jack Swagger, Ziggy Azalea? Yeah, who's that? Like, fuck. Oh. First of all, it's Iggy Azalea, a terrible yeah, it, art music And then even, even when you say that name, I'll still ask you, who is that? She's a, a white chick who raps with a huge ass. And has from a... From Australia. Porn or something? Does she? I think she has a sex tape now. She, she's she's. I think she's terrible. I don't like her music at all. I don't think she's good. But yeah. that, I'm in the same... That's in the same boat as Nicki Minaj, but... I don't know. But uh, watching watching this match though between Bo and Justin Gabriel, kind of what uh, it made me kind of think that something was really being missed with with WWE building up newer guys. Like yeah, there's the that new generation or the next generation coming out with with uh, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, 
uh, Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, etc. But but for like that that they're established already. But yeah. if you go to guys uh, like Kofi and Ryder, Gabriel, and even like Alex Riley, they all could have been built up to be topper, topper, higher up people in the company on the roster. And yeah. it's just something that WWE completely like missed the boat on. Justin Gabriel, I still think he was – I think he's so comparable to a young Shawn, Mike, Shawn Michaels. I, I agree with you, I uh, but you know, I think that they're using them properly right now. It, but it's still it's just I feel like. Do you think there's at all a missed boat? With, yeah, like, I, Kofi I definitely Ryder, think Justin a, Gabriel. I, I think there's a missed boat with it, but you know, it's tough to throw wrestlers out there when you have so many other wrestlers on the roster. I mean, it's a large roster that you're trying to fit everyone. Uh, in a time slot. It's just, but it, it, I guess to me also, it, it just sucks. Yes, Tyson Kidd's getting used, but I guess it sucks that Triple H is, is leaning more towards the ROHs and the Dragon Gates, these guys, to be like, oh yeah, look what I'm doing, rather than... Well, the, but look at Justin Gabriel, though. He's been, he's being used yeah, a yes, lot, he's dude. being he's being used a lot, but not to the same potential that uh, Tyson Kidd is. Yeah, it's not to I, the same same level. I think that they're using Justin Gabriel perfectly, though. I think they're highlighting him and they're using him to they're using him as enhancement talent, but they're also putting him over in those matches too. It's not like but what I'm, uh, I don't I forget match. forget about enhancement talent though. I'm saying there's a missed boat with opportunity. Yeah, there, there should that, have been. But that that boat sailed off a while ago, which is which is disappointing. Uh, you also had Paige defeat Summer Rae. Uh, which I, I wish there was more to this match. With, yeah, with the Black Widow. Um, and then you had, after the match, AJ get in the ring and hit Layla with the Paige Turner. Yeah, which I thought it was pointless for Layla to get into the ring. But, I mean, I understand that it was yeah. the setup thing, but I didn't, I didn't get it. Well, she had to check on uh, Summer. No, Summer wasn't even in the ring. I thought she was. No. Oh, yeah, maybe and, she wasn't. And during this match, AJ's commentary made it really seem like WWE was kind of turning this Paige and AJ thing into some lesbian angle. And I'm not saying that just because I read it online. It Just the, her answers and everything was so... It was... I don't know. It was... You know, it's the... It's working though because that's the one way that you're gonna get more people. <laughs> My God, they're turning into lesbians! I want to see yeah. this. Yeah, tune I in. Mean, it's like that one thing. It's like, oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we just got word from uh, WWE that their results are gonna be Paige and AJ becoming lesbians. Like that'll yeah. ever work. <laughs> HLA. It's like the nine. What is it? How many people tuned in to watch Mick Foley win the championship? I don't know. It's like a that lot. many people change the channel and they get to the USA Network. Oh my God, they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, Ziggler and R Truth. R Ziggler. Up, yeah, I'm not calling him that. Well, what up you to call take, him Mizdow? No, defeated the Miz and Damian Sandow. Uh, the matching entrance was was perfect. Yeah, it was it was a good match. I mean, but what what else are you gonna say about it? Commentary killed it. Yeah, not in the good. Uh, 
the Miz finally got hit with the uh, Z- Ziggler. I guess finally got his hands on the Miz. Uh, I, I mean, or was that on on Raw? I think, huh? Did the match end with Art Truth? I think picked up the victory. Okay, so then on Raw, Ziggler picked up the victory. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. It it was a filler. That's really it. Good match though. Yeah, Y2J uh, and Roman Reigns teamed up to defeat Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. Yeah, um, I, like, I thought it was a good match. JBL com- did something that was pretty amazing. Bad or good? Good. Okay. He gave Seth Rollins such a huge compliment. He on commentary he was comparing Seth Rollins to Eddie Guerrero, and I think that that is do I see huge. that though? I could see, I could see where he was talking about it. Um, there's some there's some aspects to it that I I do see it. And an older an older uh, like an ECW WCW Eddie Guerrero. I I could definitely see where JBL was talking about it, and I thought that was a huge compliment. Yeah, uh, I, I do like that Roman Reigns has main eventing SmackDown for the past few weeks. Since basically early August, it's been nothing but Reigns in the main event. And you know you might if if you're going to be having this guy as a wanting us to believe that he is a main eventer on pay per views, you might as well have him be in the pay, uh, main event of SmackDowns. Although I so, do I do think that Roman Reigns lost a lot of steam. I don't think I'm. You know, I don't know. I'm not know. too sure. I'm sure. I feel like maybe it slowed down a little bit, but once you pull the trigger on Roman Reigns, it's gonna it's gonna still skyrocket him to the top. Hopefully. So But in this match, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins ended up brawling into the crowd, which left uh Jericho and Orton. And uh to me the only lame thing of this match was that ending where Orton had Jericho on that middle rope for the DDT and Jericho escaped and got through with a roll up. Really? I like that. I didn't. I, I would have liked that to be a kick out. Just I, was, be, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. How's Randy Orton? Perfectly fine one second and I was now a fan. he can't I get out a, of that? I don't buy it. It's wrestling, dude. I don't buy it. It happens many times. I. It's called, it's a shocking surprise. It's, it's a shocking surprise pinfall. I was a bit, I was a fan of it. I actually jotted it down. Hangman DDT reversed the schoolboy. I was a fan of that. Um, let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Let's kick it off with the bad because I want to get this out of the way so we don't have to ruin the rest of the podcast. Everybody, uh, everybody could that? not the every- podcast. Every, uh, online listening experience, otherwise known as Olay. <laughs> otherwise really. known as Olay. Okay. Everybody can place their bets and definitely houses, like, not house, I don't even know, I don't know betting terms, but everybody's right. Everybody's right. They know there's one thing in the bads. Naomi defeating Cameron. That's not why it's in the bads. It's just, I feel terrible for Naomi having to deal with shit like this. There was one spot, I don't know if you saw it, or anybody else listening, but it seemed like the match was supposed to either end sooner than it did, or Naomi went for the finish of the match before she was supposed to. 
Because in the ter- when they when she went into the turnbuckle, Cameron was coming into her, um, and it looked like Naomi lifted went to like uh, do that sunset flip over her, and Cameron just kicked her, and it just looked like that was supposed to be, uh, you, that was supposed to be the finish that they ended up doing, like a minute know. or two later. But I I don't think it's right for Naomi having to do this. She deserves oh, so else? much better. Yeah, it's, it's who, I mean, of course. Who, who of course, it's who else? What are you going to do? Put Cameron versus Rosa Mendez? No, she should not be working. That's the thing. Like, you, not, I mean, yet, not yet, at least. If you put Cameron versus Natalia, Cameron versus Summer Rae even, they don't deserve it. Um, I guess the, the, the big thing to come from this match was after... Yes. No... Uh, Cameron did that that split leg drop type of thing to Naomi. Yeah, and uh, she's just standing, sitting there in the ring, yells to the ref, "Count it, ref! Count it, ref!" And the ref goes, "Count what?" Because Naomi's on her on her stomach. Yeah, and um... Cameron went online and said that she starts her own trends to defend herself pinning Naomi on her stomach. And that, I think, is absolutely pathetic. Not on Cameron's part, but pathetic on WWE's part to allow her to go out and wrestle when she's clearly not ready and won't be for the longest time. This is, I think this is just as bad as TNA allowing Rebel to get into the ring after two matches. I think Cameron... Yes, she was brought up. She she got signed to WWE and was brought up almost instantaneously. Uh, obviously not as a wrestler, as the Funkadactyl, to be uh, nothing but a dancer with, with Tenzai. I'm nothing sorry. but a dancer, baby. With, with Brodus Clay and then later, I guess, Tenzai. But there was basically no, no room, no time for her to be training. Yeah. I think that she needs they, so much more time. If WWE is going to pull a trigger with her and have her be a diva, she needs to go down to NXT and spend Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at NXT. She needs to be training. Let her go down there. There's so many people down well, for there. For all can, you know, maybe she is. There's if she is, then I feel terrible for the person I mean, slapping their name on training. Whoever you, trained them. I mean, you really don't know that. She could be down there in Florida or whatever, wherever they set up the ring, and she could be training. I, I mean, you I really don't, don't know you that. you tell me that, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. There. Obviously, WWE, WWE is not stupid. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I think can see I them just... being like, before matches and everything, I could see them being like, okay, we want Cameron to practice this. Uh, go down to Florida, do this. Go to the performance center. But it's not do even that. practice. This she needs to learn basics. She well, does. I guess she does know basics, but I mean, but that doesn't make an excuse that she's not ready to be featured in matches as she is. I mean, even if you want to use her as that um, that heel, kind of like that that legit heel, uh, kind of like that Vicky Guerrero that we were talking about earlier. I still think that it's a little bit too soon. You still have to give her some sort of a wrestling to uh, fall back on, or else it's going to be just as bad as Eva Marie. And you're just going to be spotlighting how bad she is. And it's like, 
I can I can forgive somebody in a what maybe uh, in like a Royal Rumble or something like that, and they go for a pinfall, and it's yeah. just out of habit that they go to pin somebody. I can forgive I mean, that. We- We've seen veterans do this. I could absolutely forgive that. I could forgive somebody being in in a match, like a submission match, and they go for a pinfall. But I cannot forgive somebody pinning them on their stomach. Yeah, that's just... Like, you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be aware that Naomi's on her stomach. That's something, like, a a five-year-old does to you, like, does, like, in a wrestling match, trying to pin... Or Kamala. Come on. Like... Of course, I've never been trained. I'll never be a pro wrestler, and I never will be in a but, wrestling ring like that. But you'll that. also never pin someone on their back. But it's even, like, I, I, who am I to say that and give wisdom or whatever? I think that everybody that is a wrestling fan can give at least a little bit of advice that you don't pin someone like that. Yeah. And, I, I think you can at least give that much advice. And Cameron keeps releasing music that's fucking terrible, which... <laughs> Oh, are you tr- are are they trying to make up for I guess missing out with Mickey James? Like I hope not. now they're just going for Do whatever. You hear her music? Who? Cameron? No, I refuse. Oh my god, dude! It, it's like if if I could, I I couldn't I couldn't I, I couldn't. Refuse. I, it, I it's just, so so terrible. It's so yeah. I, I don't understand why why who's telling her that's good. I see fans writing on Twitter saying it's good. I don't know if they're being sarcastic. They're just looking to get a follow back. But it's funny because the same way I look at that, the same way I say, wow, that is terrible, is I also stop and think, wow, do people say that about my shit? Uh, <laughs> like when I have my, my raps or whatever and I'm like, am I, do, am I better than this? No, I, I think that's just bogus. What do you mean no? Are you fucking saying I'm terrible? No, no, no. I'm saying camera is terrible, but I'm I'm done with it. How, what am I? Chop liver. No, and what do you think of my music, David? Well, let, let's just say you're on my iPod. Okay, so, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Although, I don't know if that's actually a good thing. You have a lot of questionable things on your iPod. Yeah, that's very true. I have Russell rap, though. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you have... And now we'll take, And I have Gangsters Beware. And now we'll take the ligament and cut it. Yeah, no, I have all of my uh, all of my lectures. Yeah, so well, we're actually learning uh, in neuroscience. We're actually examining the brain. I don't want to hear brain these stem. things. I don't want to hear these things, dude. It's so all right. It's, it's so cool though. Like we're legit studying like the cranial nerves and everything, like hands on on the brain. How crazy is that? It's disgusting. It's so fascinating and interesting. And what do you what do you eat for lunch? Fava beans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But it's so cool, like seeing the like to actually see the midbrain and the brainstem and the would, medulla and everything. Would they know if if you cut a little sliver off and, co- and took it for your home, took it home? Pro- no, I don't think so. Would but you? you but you also sign an agreement saying that you won't uh, take any like specimens or anything out of the lab, so and we're not allowed plate. to take pictures of them either. So bring a hot plate. Bring a hot plate to it. I'm sure that would go <laughs> just so, over so well. <laughs> Uh, uh, Dave, why do you have a hot plate? I, well, I'm, I'm gonna, kind of hungry right now. I, I mean, was gonna. If, I never really thought about eating human, but I mean, if I had to try a new meat before lion, 
Might as well go human. I'm gonna just fillet some uh, some brain. I hope it's okay. <laughs> like we never thought to do that, but you have any? Uh, have any you have any dipping sauce? Yeah, it's so cool though. Like we're seeing, like we're learning about like where dopamine is, like in the substantia nigra, like, and that's pretty. That's all with uh, associated with Parkinson's. So it's cool once you actually see uh, an area of the brain and you're able to relate it to a, some sort of a disease like Parkinson's or Huntington's. And it's just really cool. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the middles. Yeah. Or goods. We'll work our way up. Let's do the middles. Uh, right. I have all the Paul Heyman and John Cena segments grouped together. Is that including the Brock Lesnar brawl? Yeah. Okay. I, I could agree with this. I mean – it had its ups, but it also had its downs. I I do love the interaction between John Cena and Paul Heyman. It's and I good, understand. but I don't think it's good enough for me. I could. That's the thing. In I some feel like senses, this, it it wasn't enough hype. Like this rematch just doesn't have enough behind it. Like John Cena, if, John Cena, Paul Paul Heyman <laughs> opened up Raw, and it it opened with with Paul Heyman. Basically calling John Cena out. What I didn't understand was, I guess, a little later was Paul Heyman. They were saying something about how John Cena called Paul Heyman out. But it's like, Paul Heyman, you called him out. Yes, Cena did yeah. it last week on Raw. Gave him 24 hours last week. Yeah, you did it to Monday Night Raw. They were trying. They were actually competing with Monday Night Football. So I do understand where they oh, were. Oh, that's the halftime reference. Exactly. Yeah, they, that's why they kept on saying halftime because they wanted people to know that Wait, so during was halftime it, they well, could come over to Monday Night Raw and they're going to see this. So was was it halftime for football? That's what they yeah. were waiting for. Yeah. It was see now, somebody for- who had no clue that there was football on, I was here thinking. How much more of Monday Night Raw is there going to be? Or at least I'm pretty positive it was during that time. It probably um, was. I, I definitely think it was. It sounds something they would. Sounds like something they would do. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's smart. I thought that's dumb. I thought it was especially because halftime to me was half of Monday Night Raw, which he produced them after the fact. But that's that's what John yeah. Cena gave till halftime for Paul Heyman to produce Brock Lesnar, or else Cena was going to beat him up. And uh, Cena. Put, ended up putting his hands on Paul Heyman, well, gave him a, sh- a stiff shove because uh, Brock Lesnar failed to show up. Well, even before that, that before that even, John Cena dragged Paul Heyman out of the ring and into Cena's locker room and makes Kali guard the door, which then led to Paul Heyman having no service in there, needing Kali's permission to go over and use his phone over a little further. Kali took it and broke the phone. Cena dragged Paul out and then went to beat him up, and that's when Brock ran out. And well, then Brock the, didn't really run out. Well, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> he kind of kind of just, like, he took leisurely his, took his stroll out to the ringside. But they brawled. And this brawl, I thought it was good. I thought it was well needed because it... it I didn't think so. I thought that they shouldn't have done that. All right, well, I, th- I thought that they had to do it because there was no... It had to it had to take place because there was no other way to hype up their match. The, yeah, and that's WWE's fault, in my opinion. Because I, I agree with you. The dude. last I'm, time the last time we saw John Cena and Brock Lesnar, Cena was laying on the floor, missed the next week of Raw. God forbid he was that just getting Brock tossed Lesnar, around. God forbid Brock Lesnar has a match on Monday Night Raw. It even doesn't if it makes sense. Like, 
I, I I think that the WWE and Brock Lesnar his title reign would benefit even if it was in a tag team match, just to have Brock Lesnar have in a match on Raw. It's not going to take away the draw factor of him on a pay per view. It's and not I like thought, gonna draw any less well, if he's wrestling it, on Raw too. Not if it's against Cena. I mean, it shouldn't be against Cena. No, but I mean, if there's an tag team match, like have Brock Lesnar team with this person to take on John Cena and this person. No, that no, not not like not for this. Just I, no, absolutely, I could not have that. Just because that, just like I just said it, the last time we saw Brock and Cena, Cena just got decimated, and that's why I don't think they should have even touched for till the pay per view match. Yeah. It made I, absolutely no sense for that. John, nothing came of that. Brock was up. Cena was down or up. I don't remember. No, Cena was up. They were both up. They walked off. Nothing. Nothing came of that. Yeah, but I, I think. But, I John, think, but the thing was, Brock Lesnar looked like he was more. He was stunned. He was stunned. He he was feeling his jaw, feeling his mouth, checking for blood, while John Cena was standing there, confident, positive, and. Uh, on top. I don't but I think it's still it just didn't it made Brock look weak in my opinion. Yeah, I I think that's what they were going for that Brock looked make Brock look weak and John Cena look strong, but like you said, it could have them first uh going at it could have been held off till the pay-per-view and there's not enough hype behind it. Yeah, and I thought this whole segment that where the whole segment that they were brawling and Paul being dragged back out whatever, I think that took way too much time. And yeah. I think that this should have closed Monday Night Raw, given uh, that it's a championship match. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, you also had Y2J defeating Kane. Um, I was a, I was a big fan of this match. I, I don't know, loved, man. I really liked the countering of the signature moves. I mean, I thought that this match is a treat. I mean, these two guys are future Hall of Famers. They are veterans of the ring. I I love the finish. Kane going for the tombstone, uh, going going for the choke slam. Y two J going for his uh, um, the walls of Jericho and everything like that. For a majority of this match, I was just bored. I I don't need to see matches that happened ten years ago anymore. I don't need that's, that. But that's the thing. That's the nostalgia factor of if I was at a live event, you bet your ass I want to see Kane versus Y two J. Not on Raw. A live um, event? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll bite. Not on I, Monday Night Raw. Not on if SmackDown. I was, if I was going to SmackDown or Monday Night Raw, I would definitely want to see this match. I would much rather see that on a house show than a live wrestling event. They don't need it. WWE doesn't need this. I think Chris you Jericho... Need a filler. I, I think Chris Jericho lost a lot of steam since coming back or whatever. I, 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 could, I could see that. I think he... like. With him getting involved, like, I guess, say, old news. Why do I need to see Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho on pay-per-view? Yeah. I, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I I would rather see uh, Jericho versus uh, someone like Neville, but that's not, that's, I'm not going to say never, but that's, that's Neville not happen. here or there. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna happen. Come on, at least one person might have laughed at that. <laughs> oh, one person did laugh. <laughs> uh, Big Show defeated Bray Wyatt via uh, via DQ, which I don't understand what WWE is doing with Bray. Yeah, they. I I don't get it either. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're dropping the ball with him, as and well as Eric drop- Rowan, and yeah. as well as Luke Harper. 
They Heavy used to be the double choke slam. They used to be the hottest part of the show, and now the I, Wyatts are just beating down Big Show in the middle of a match. I thought for sure that that double choke slam was going to get broken up, and they were going to hit it with a double suplex I, or I did too. a move of their own, a I, double team move of their own. I just don't. I don't understand what's happening. I really don't. Which is something that they are lacking. They need a double team finisher, uh, even if it's what was what, like Chronic's finisher. The high times or whatever. What was was that? Was it the high times or didn't Chronic just do a double choke slam and a double power bomb? Mm, it wasn't a choke slam. It was like their hands on the chest, I think. But like, just they need some sort of finisher together. I just I don't I don't understand why Big Show versus Bray Wyatt and Big Show's why Going why does but but he goes over because he gets attacked by the the Wyatts and then. I just had deja vu, by the way. And then the Wyatt family are here, ending. They're on. They're on the losing end of this. Big Meh. Show walked out of that segment on top. Meh. I agree. It doesn't make sense. Why? I, and that that adds to the whole Monday Night Raw thing. I don't need to see Kane. I don't need to see Jericho. I don't need to see Big Show if they're going to be winning and or or being put over like that. Meh. Well, talking about seeing things on Raw, the last me, uh, the last median, uh, the last uh, middle, middle, which honestly uh, would be in my bads, but for whatever reason, Dave likes this. The Rally for America uh, closed out Raw with uh, Rusev and Mark Henry. I was a fan of this. I I like this. I like the building of Rusev. I like the build. I like the building of this feud. It really takes me back to. Uh, like it kind of like a Lex Luger feud with Yokozuna or something like that. Like I'm a oh, big... you mean you mean you mean Jack Swagger and Rusev? Yeah, uh, or Biggie Biggie and uh, Rusev. Yeah. I'm a bit. I was a fan of it. I liked how the crowd was very supportive of it. No, the crowd wasn't supportive. of they it. They were supportive of Mark Henry when Bro, he was getting out of that. Bro, you fucking chant USA, everybody else is going to chant. That's why they're supportive of it. Exactly, that's still support. I'll but take it. every other part of that place, of that of that segment, that's what it sounded like to me. Good, because they should be, because they should be listening to what they have to say. No. They had valid arguments. I, think, I was a fan of it. I think I liked how Mark segment, Henry got out of that the uh, accolade. One person. That's the one thing. That's the one thing of this segment that I thought was good or decent. With the escape of the accolade. Yeah, where where he Mark Henry was lifting lifted Rusev up on his back. Yeah, I thought the segment. I thought that was sold. That like that entire um, uh, altercation with through in that al- accolade was just awesome. But I feel like I I think we've seen that with Biggie Langston. I'm not positive, but I'm almost certain that's where we've seen it before. I mean, we've seen it with so many other wrestlers too. I don't, I don't get the placement of this of this uh, segment. It's to get Rusev closer to Cena, but for this to be put in the segment, yeah, they went like 20 minutes over Monday Night Raw for this. Oh look, and- I'm gonna wave American flags all over the crowd. I thought this segment was terrible. It, 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 to me. Honestly, I thought it, it reminded me of something an eighth grader would write. But you know what the thing, the sad thing is that this could have easily been Jack Swagger in this position. And probably should have. This could have easily been uh, at the, this could have been closing Raw 
and the crowd chanting, we the people. Even that is horseshit where I'm going to have Jack Swagger, USA versus Rusev, Russia, on pay-per-view, lose. Next night, lose. Lose, lose, lose. I don't get it. Why? Why do you build somebody up and then break him down and then have him move on to nothing else? Sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Um, all just, right, so, I, did, I thought the whole thing was garbage. I didn't get it. All right. Well, let's since we since you brought a swagger, we, I brought a swagger. Let's move on to the goods. Jack Swagger defeated Bo Dallas um, by the Patriot Lock. I thought that this was a really good match, but the thing is, it was poor uh, booking. I think that this match should have been saved for either a filler on the pay per view or the pre show. Yeah, I, I don't think, think that, I don't I think Swagger. It should have been like a DQ win or something for Swagger. I don't think he should have done cleanly. Yeah, but, like even Bo Dallas, uh, him win by countout. But this match, it held my attention and it was fun to watch. And uh, I liked when uh, the Patriot lock was was locked in. Yeah. It, it kind of looked like Bo was locked in the line tamer, so I popped for that. Yeah, I, I thought it was very good. But that's my only beef with it, that it wasn't on the – that I feel like this feud shouldn't have ended – uh, shouldn't have well, culminated on Raw. Well, we don't know. Maybe there's more. Yeah, the, the, but now, it, but it lost steam. Honestly, now. Or at least in my mind, it lost steam. Honestly, knowing WWE, it'll probably be Bo Dallas defeating Jack Swagger, and then it's over. Yeah. And then Swagger, what? Like, what the fuck is Swagger? Like they yeah. built him up, and now they're just breaking him down. It makes no sense. Uh, Nikki and Paige teamed up to defeat Bree and AJ. Uh, Which Paige this, hit the rampage. This is how matches should look when women wrestle. Yeah, and Brie, I thought Brie, Brie was impressive. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it doesn't always have to be a main event match level, no. level like caliber of that. But I, I they did great, and they I know got, a bunch of people will disagree. Yeah, I know have, a lot of people would disagree, but I know you agree. Yeah, they had the, they had great chemistry in the ring, and then I liked bro, even after the, the match. What what are you going to agree on that I'm going to say? With what Asshole. I agree about the match? No, about them ke- the chemistry and how I'm, I'm making a statement looked. here. Oh, so make your statement that I know you would agree that the Bella Twins actually look good in the ring. No. Yes, no, I agree with you. Yes. I agree with you. I think that I thought after the match where Brie Bella hit that... Uh, the rack attack. Shock, sh- the the shock rack to- attack. What is it? The rack attack. Uh, I'm going to go with the The rack shock. attack. It's but not shock hit, treatment. It's the she rack hit the attack. shock treatment. And it's it, not shock treatment. And I was a fan of it. I thought it worked perfectly. It set up the, the Sunday, the matches. Not really. And, yeah. Isn't it a triple threat? Breeze yeah. just yeah. So why I, I don't get that. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't really do anything for Nikki versus. I mean, well, Nikki's just side. Yeah, I, I still don't understand that match, but I, I think that the Bellas have didn't have done nothing but improve. So yeah, um, Uso's Sheamus defeated Goldstar and Cesaro. Yeah, the I, interaction between the six of them was pretty great. The the one flaw of this match that I'm gonna put out there is Cesaro shouldn't have been pinned by one of the Usos, considering that he's the number one contender for the U.S. Championship and facing uh, Sheamus on Sunday. I feel like maybe it should have been Goldust or Cody Rhodes taking the pinfall or whatever the loss is. I think that Cesaro shouldn't have been the one being pinned though. Yeah, I guess I I didn't even that didn't even 
click to me when I was watching, but that makes tons of sense. I mean, I, like, I feel like if he's the number one contender for the U.S. championship, he shouldn't be going into this match with a loss from someone that's not the U.S. champion. Yeah. I, I like that uh, when Cesaro tagged himself in when Stardust went to hit the beautiful disaster. And, I, yeah. and I, basically, I like that whole ending of the match, too. Yeah. But uh, uh, I guess Michael Cole owes Stardust an apology there for calling him Cody Rhodes. Oh, he did? I think more than once, too. Jeez, idiot. So what, before we recorded the podcast, you had these matches. You had the Usos match, uh, the Swagger match, and the Y2J match in no. the middles, I think? No, the Y2J match is in the middles. Okay, yeah. I didn't have the but you Usos. Had, you no, know, you had in the back. I had what? Didn't you say that all of these matches were I said Monday bads? Night Raw as a whole was in the middle. Just for the fact that But you did but you weren't a fan of Swagger and the Usos match, but you had no, to go I, back to I your was. Them. No, I was a fan of it, but Monday Night Raw as a whole was shit. And for the past few weeks they've been giving us nothing but shit. Yeah, you have here and there, yes last week you had the NXT stuff. But overall, I've been kind of really bored watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah. It's just, I watch it out of habit. NXT, mm-hmm. I, I tweeted this out earlier. I watch Monday Night Raw out of habit, but NXT makes me makes me want to actually watch wrestling. Yeah. It's a show that I can get behind and see talent that's working. Not to say that people aren't on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown working or whatever, uh, in the sense of entertaining people or busting their ass to do shit, it's just more entertaining to watch NXT because it seems like they actually care about NXT rather than Monday Night Raw. It's just, oh, let's let's take this match. Let's I don't even know how many minutes they gave to that Paul Heyman and John Cena stuff with Brock Lesnar, and then let's take twenty minutes out as the main the the last thing you were gonna see for Monday Night Raw Monday Night Raw before pay per view. We're going to have Rusev and uh, Mark Henry's going to rally the WWE Universe in USA. Yeah. That, how, why is that going to make me want to... Why is that going to make me want to watch... Uh, the pay-per-view. Yeah. What's... There's no... I mean, the thing is, you're not... The draw factor is supposed to be the main event. It's or like, at least a championship match. Here, I have a, and, I have a, I have a Magic 8-Ball. It's like, was that segment good? I still think so. Magic 8-Ball said no. How do you like that one? I think that you should shake it again. Uh, Um, Let's ask another question. Did Raw make me want to watch the pay-per-view? Well, let's finish talking about Raw. Not a chance. Ziggler and R-Truth defeated Miz and Sandow, and then Reigns defeated Rollins. Well, Um, let's talk about Ziggler and and R-Ziggler defeating Miz and Mizdow real quick. If you'd like to. Commentary did the same shit on SmackDown, which was just garbage arguing whether or not they could tell the difference between Miz and Mizdow and Dolph and R-Truth. And I think it's so insulting to have to listen to that as if grown fucking adults can't tell the difference between somebody that's white and somebody that's black or somebody that has facial hair or somebody that doesn't have facial hair. Nobody's that fucking stupid. It's like Sandow has a beard. We can clearly tell that's not Miz. R-Truth is black. We know he's not Dolph Ziggler. We know even if he wasn't black, we would know he wasn't Dolph Ziggler. They're not the Usos. They're not the Bella Twins. 
Nobody can be this stupid to argue this on live television. And Lawler all of a sudden loving Miz? Why? I don't understand. Why is he all of a sudden, oh, hate Miz, Miz sucks, this, that, this, that, boom. Miz is the greatest thing ever. How, how dare Ziggler? It makes no sense. I'm I'm completely fine with these with with the stunt doubles and everything and where they're going with that, but just uh, that argument? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You can tell the difference. We're not stupid. It makes no sense. But that's mm. I guess that's that. Yeah. And then, and then Roman Reigns defeating Seth Rollins, which I thought was a great main event, even though the crowd was kind of like half dead. But yeah, that's. But after having to sit through so much dead air time, I was very much so pleased to be watching this. And I'm happy I'm happy that this ended uh, Monday Night Raw. Well, the match at least. I wish it ended the actual Raw, but... Let's get on with the online listening experience. Yeah, let's talk about NXT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Go so ahead. NXT took place tonight. Uh, just run through briefly. Hideo Itami makes his official WWE NXT debut, in-ring debut, defeating Justin Gabriel. Great match. Um, yeah, great, great way to introduce him to the WWE universe. Just the the one thing I didn't like was the the finisher. I guess was the double stomp off the top rope. For now, I mean. Yeah, yeah, for now, definitely. I know they saved their bigger moves, whatever. Exactly for now. Uh, and then the Ascension made their way to the ring. Yeah, uh, beat down uh, Hideo. Hideo, and I'm I'm okay with it because you still have to keep the Ascension somewhat uh, on top. Yeah, and I mean, what better way to put down one of the top superstars or uh, future top superstar uh, superstars than having him get taken out in a pretty much a handicap fashion. Yeah, and uh, I believe next week there's going to be that rematch between the Ascension and the new tag team champions, Kalisto and Sin Cara. Um, we also had, let's see, what do I want to talk about? I mean, Baron Corbin defeated CJ Parker again. Baron Corbin, holy crap. This guy's going to be someone. He's going to be, I think he's got it. Yeah. I and still then, think him, him and Big Cass. But not Enzo? No, I think Enzo too, but I think I kind of think Big oh, Cass is going to go people? further than Enzo. Maybe. Enzo and, and, and Big Cass were uh, confronted by, I guess, that woman that, that gave them the the hair stuff. Mm-hmm. She, she basically, not really beat up. I would say beat up, but it was like a, a kick or whatever to Enzo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the main had, event, yeah, main event was great. Tyson Kidd and Titus O'Neil uh, teamed up, taking on uh, Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn. This is the future, and I'm happy yeah. to see Titus O'Neil in that position right there. Neville and Zayn teasing back and forth, uh, their tension building, building. Yeah, this, so. this all steam stemmed, I guess. My bad, stemmed from the the opening segment. And Titus O'Neil basically said it's his show. Zayn came out, Neville came out. Tyson came mm-hmm. out. They made the match. Yeah. yeah but so, awesome stuff. Yeah. So go check out NXT and all that fun stuff. Now, uh, I guess it's time for some predictions for Night Watch. of Champions. Wow, you okay. forgot? 
Yeah, I want to get this done. Well, right. it's taking place in the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee, this Sunday, September 21st. Uh, let's let's start off. Oh, and they're having a, a peep show pre-show. Yeah, Christian that. and Chris Jericho. I thought when they first showed that graphic, I was like, wait a minute. Christian versus Chris Jericho on the pre-show? What does that mean? But it was peep show. All right, first but, match? Yeah, let's start... Uh, Start Mark Henry and Rusev. I'm gonna go with Rusev. I'm going. Hmm. The Hell in a Cell is the next pay per view. I'm gonna say Mark. Ha I'm gonna say Rusev. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, Chris Jericho, Randy Orton. I'm going with uh, Orton. I'm going Orton as well. Makes no sense for Jericho to win, especially we know he's basically leaving. I assume. Yep. This match still made no sense. I don't, I don't get it. But what are you gonna do? What's the next match? You tell me. Uh, Cesaro versus Sheamus for the U.S. Championship. I hope, 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 hope. I'm going Cesaro. I hope I'm right. All right. I'm gonna go with. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna go with Sheamus. I could see you being correct, though. Yeah, I think it may maybe Cesaro in next month, but Dolph Ziggler, James. Dolph Ziggler versus Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm, I'm gonna going go with, with Miz, uh, Ziggler. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so you can mark me down as Ziggler as well. All right. In a bizarre turnabout, the triple threat for the Divas Championship: Nikki Bella taking on uh, AJ Lee and the current Divas Champion Paige. Uh, Better be Paige. I'm going with Paige. Are you? Yeah. Why? You think somebody else? You think Nikki? I kind of think AJ may retain. AJ's not champion, bro. Who's? Oh, Paige is. Um, it's definitely, it has to be Paige. There's no possible way it's anyone else. I'll be so disappointed if Paige loses. Yeah, I got to go with Paige. She shouldn't be losing it so quickly. Yeah. All right. Tag team champions are up on uh, the line, on the line. Uh, the Usos defending their championships against Gold and Stardust. I'm going Gold Star. I'm going Gold Dust and Stardust as well. That's like that's the thing though, like the missing boat with uh, the the Wyatt family. But if it if it leads to Gold Dust and Stardust being champions, maybe they'll find the cosmic key. Hopefully, maybe. Then uh, I believe we have just. The one more match, the main event being uh, Brock Lesnar, champion, versus John Cena, challenger. Call it. Brock. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Why would I see John Cena winning? That would why, what? completely pointless if Brock loses. I'm going with Brock Lesnar as well. I think he's going to hold it for a few more months. I so think, the only... Oh, did we not even... We didn't even do Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Oh yeah. Whoops. I'm I'm going uh Seth Rollins via uh yeah, Seth Rollins via disqualification. I think we'll see maybe Ambrose or something. Yeah, I'm going Rollins too. Just I mean, you say Ambrose, I think we're gonna see Kane get involved. Oh, okay. Um maybe maybe Ambrose. I don't really know his filming schedule, but Yeah, I don't know. I what. mean it's gonna be either Ambrose or Kane. Somebody. Um wanna take uh Kick at the pre-show? I don't think there there isn't. It's that it's the 
I don't know. I don't. You want to guess fun. maybe uh, Titus O'Neil versus the Bunny? No? I don't think they're going to do that. All right, so then we only have one match separating us, and that is Sheamus versus Cesaro. Huh. Everything else we picked the same. Well, I mean, ain't that if, eventful? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? But uh, that was almost basically our show this week. Uh, let's let's take it out for some shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to those who promoted us. Promoted us? Promoted us during the week of professional wrestling. Thank you to Bada Bing at ba- X. Bada Bing X. Go follow them. Go follow these other people. Jasmine. At Reverse Massage, Jonathan at John Griffin, Rasslin one fifty one say uh wait one five one five Av. So at Rasslin one five one five Av. CM Pink at Where's Punk, Rick Flair Funny Guy at Drunk Flair. It's actually Drick Hick Flair, but at Drunk Flair at Disgruntled Dork. Be to be at NYWC underscore sign guy. And thank you very much, sign guy, for that uh, creative uh, tweet. I appreciate it. I always like when uh, these promotions um, have some creativity to them. Uh, Rohit at Rohit CR2K. Our friend from up north. Montreal Broski at MTL Broski. And the Power Surge. Oh, that's just favorited because you had that question, but congratulations because you <laughs> gave it the shameless plugs. So at the Power Surge, thank you for your comment and question. Also, go check out Charlie Fursco at Tigger Charlie. Um, he is a comedian. You can go check out his work at uh, on YouTube. It is youtube.com slash tuna dog, T-U-N-A-D-A-W-G. And you can go watch his last set. Um, now, now I want a bagel with tuna. To, on August 25th, him from Gotham in New York City. So you can go watch his set. Um, thank you very much for always uh, supporting us and everything like that, all that fun stuff. We'll see you soon at NYWC. Can't NYWC. NYWCWrestling.com, NYWCWrestling.com. Go check them out. Also, coming up on October 10th, you're going to have the Pat Myers Birthday Bash Art and Wrestling Show taking place at Creative Pro Wrestling Academy in Hicksville, New York. Yeah. Um, it is October 10th, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And, um, and Pat, Pat Myers, by the way, is Brian's brother. Kurt Hawkins, former WWE superstar. Yeah. Join them when Creative Pro Wrestling presents the Pat Myers Birthday Bash and Art Show. This event is open to the public. There'll be a full pro wrestling-themed art show going all night, as well as live pro wrestling matches. And his, his brother, by the way, is a very talented artist. If you haven't uh, seen any of his work, it's definitely worth checking out. Guaranteed good times and free beer. Don't miss it. Hold on. Did I just read that correct? Yes, I did. Free beer. That's right. Hold on. One more time. Rewind. Free, Free beer. beer. 
So go check them out. www.createaprowrestling.com. Yeah. On Twitter, at CreateAPro. And on Twitter, go follow uh, Brian's brother at Past, past Myers Art. It's Past? P-A-S-T. Huh. Um, and the, some of the matches that they have announced so far, Beaver Boys, Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver versus Massage Envy, Dorian Graves and VSK. You'll also see Brian Myers in action, teaming up with Pat Buck to take on the Heveling Bodies. Ryan, the Adrenaline Rush, the Lifeguard, Craven, Varro, Damian Gibbs, Craig Steele, and a ton more. Chris Payne, Kip, and ton more. So go check them out. It's going to be at Creative Pro Wrestling Academy, Hicksville, New York, October 10th. CreativeProWrestling.com. Go check it out. October 10th, free beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Brandon... Do you have any shout-outs? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout-outs. First shout-out goes to the Righteous Brothers. <laughs> Why does this keep happening? It's not funny for for us to come back when I'm doing my shout-outs and you're just hysterically laughing and I'm hysterically laughing. All right, the only reason that we're laughing is because every time Brandon tries to start recording, I'm always talking. Like, he'll, he'll, we'll have silence, and I'll be like, did you record yet? And it'll be right when he's about to hit record, <laughs> or right when, like right after he hits record. So, yeah. It happens, like, at least 15 times in a row. Yeah, so like I was saying, the first shout-out goes to the Righteous Brothers. I really, I don't know how people don't listen to them daily. And uh, everybody, if you don't know them, you should look them up and listen to them. I think everyone should know songs like You've Lost That Love and Feeling or uh, Unchained Melody. Great artists, great songs. Yeah. Uh, next up is an anti-shout-out going to Rosa Mendez. Uh-oh. She really drags Total Divas down as that show is already like blatant bullshit. It's yeah, just- they had a huge drop in... in uh- what and uh, viewers? Well, maybe it's because Rosa Mendez and her fake fucking tits and her coochie popping out everywhere. Yeah, makes I no sense. I don't, I don't understand the addition of her to the show. I mean, she's not much of a draw. Yeah, please get rid of her. It just make it makes no sense. Nobody gave a shit about her when she was on television. Why would people care when she's back on? Yeah, makes no sense. But mm-hmm. uh, last shout out is going to WWE magazine. Uh, I first got my subscription to WWF Magazine in May 2001, but I was buying them here and there since 98. Do you remember when you start started? Um, let's you, see. You probably go way back. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I used to have a, a subscription with them back in like uh, 94, around then. Um, like I have all those magazines with like a, Bret Hart on the cover, Undertaker, uh, Shawn Michaels, and all of that fun stuff. The the Do you remember your very first or no? The very first um, – actually, the first one that I've ever gotten was not the actual magazine, but it was, was the like, WWF program. Oh, okay. Like, and it was kind of cool because they used to actually have – That was like have, a magazine though. Oh, Headphones fell out. What's that? that? Was, I said that was like a magazine, though. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was a magazine. 
It was just like maybe 30 pages, nothing long. Um, but it always had like a poster in the center with your, uh, or I think it used to have a poster with your kind of, uh, the match cards, the, the car, the match cards. Yeah. I don't know. Um, with the card. I know, uh, my first magazine that I bought from WWE was, uh, a raw magazine and it was the one with Sable on it where she was like the Baywatch-esque bikini. Mm-hmm. And then the first WWF one that I actually bought was 99 with the SmackDown Hotel on it, which still to this day was one of my favorite covers ever. But I, I actually think the one the mag, the program that I have either I have one with the Steiner Brothers on the front, and then I have one with Bret Hart on the front. Um, it sucks. I, I don't have that the the SmackDown Hotel cover anymore though because I. I I chopped up the magazine to put it on a sign, I, I think, or hang oh. it up on my wall because I loved it so much. That but sucks. I'm definitely going to miss getting them every month. And uh, mm. uh, and I'm very happy to see that the last ever cover of WWE Magazine is featuring the future, which is The Shield, and not somebody like Cena or Triple H or Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, talking about the future, I'm happy that you brought it up, but WWE... Uh, 2K15. Oh, yeah. Going to be featuring NXT wrestlers, is, apparently. Is that not the markout moment? <laughs> All right. Pause it. Let's go into it. You mean markout moment go, of the week. Let's go into our... That's right, our mark-out moment of the week. Uh, well, I guess mine, I guess, popped up already. That's a weird way of saying it. Yeah, what, what popped up? There was a leaked list of achievements for WWE 2K15, and some of the achievements... Do you have that in front of you or not anymore? Uh, not anymore, but one was like uh, uh, defeating John Cena... And it was all it was all like NXT related stuff, and some of the thumbnails featured, I believe, in game character screens. And uh, one of them was Adrian Neville. Another one had Sami Zayn. So I mean, not that there was, I guess there wasn't much doubt that these guys would be included. I guess mm -hmm. I mean Rollins said it, so it must be true, right? Let's <laughs> but, see. But that's going to be awesome. Hopefully, I don't know what's going on with the game itself. Like, I heard rumors of it being pushed back for, the net, for I guess, PS4 and, and Xbox One. I have no idea, though. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully, Zack Ryder makes it into the game. Hopefully, the roster, like, I guess, doubles or triples. It won't triple, but... Yeah, that's what they're saying that the that it's being pushed back and everything. I'm seeing these uh these graphics that you are. It's a NXT takeover defeat John Cena using one of the NXT wrestlers, uh, superstars. And yeah. then you have next generation, uh, complete all objection uh, objections with the uh, objectives. Jeez. Yeah. With the superstar, and then they have uh, receive a grade of an A or better in a proving ground match. So not really sure what a proving ground match is at the current time. But I assume that's maybe why Tyson Kidd even made it in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, but hopefully there's a lot more 
a bigger roster for NXT. I could hopefully we'll see Adrian Neville. I mean, who was I gonna say? Neville's already basically. Yeah, it looks like Neville and Sami Zayn in these photos. Who was I gonna say? I completely forgot who I was gonna say. But hopefully oh. we see more people. Hopefully Ryder makes it. I don't know if he will, but I guess if if not, it'll be cool because well, that's assuming. Uh, Community creations is still the same, and people can make these killer created guys with like the real yeah. faces and everything. Hopefully, and then, Brian's in it. I don't see him being I mean, in it. I don't either, but maybe he just made the cut. But that's also that's also something like I'm almost certain. Last year, when they announced the roster, we didn't hear the complete roster until closer to the game itself, where yeah. there was tons of release people in it or something. So I'm assuming. Brodus Clay made it. I'm assuming Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. Yeah, I assume Three Man Band is in it, and other mm-hmm. people that weren't announced. Hopefully, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully Zack Ryder is in it. I said that the third time now. Yeah, uh, I I think that the roster is. I don't. I really hope. I don't think that the game is just going to be disappointed. I I don't. It, it's I don't know. I'm, it's losing steam with me, but mm-hmm. I, I purchase the game every year, and I guess maybe that's out of habit, but. And I have for so many years now. I have, I do own every single SmackDown game that they ever released. Moving in from SmackDown to SmackDown vs. Raw, now to WWE. Now I guess WWE 2K as well. Mm-hmm. But because uh, I, I, I didn't really, I mean, my brother and I co-owned it because we had the PlayStation 1. And then the PlayStation 2 was his, but I bought some WWE games for it. And he would let me play. And then I got my own PS2. Yeah. Then I upgraded to PS3, and hopefully it'll be a long time before I have to actually upgrade to PS4. And you know what? That is the end of this online listening experience. Well, what was what was your markout moment? Uh, same as you, finding out that NXT was going to be featured in the game. You didn't have one, or was that it? <laughs> no, that, that was it. Um, oh. I mean, I guess if you want to add to that, I, I don't know if it was this week. Maybe been last week, but I don't think I mentioned it. But the previews for PWG Bola, oh, um, night one, night two, and night three, those were I marked out for all of those previews. Um, I'm not too sure what else. Um, I kind of marked out for those uh, sanctuary promos, especially the one for the Monster A two. Yeah, I I thought those promos are just absolutely unbelievable. Um, go follow A two at Monster A two. On Twitter, Doomsday Jesus. Yeah, you want to ask my Magic Eight Ball a question? Um, Magic Eight Ball, is it time to end this online listening experience for tonight? Splurge says, "Go for it." <laughs> <laughs> wow, do these things actually work? Go follow us on Twitter at Marking Out. Go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Marking Out. Go listen to all of our past episodes at marketout.com. Also, subscribe to us, rate us on Stitcher Radio and on iTunes. Um, go tell your friends, family, girlfriends, boyfriends, anybody, your enemies. Go tell them about marketing out. Spread the good old word. Um, if you would like to leave a comment, fantasy booking, want our opinion, want to talk about this upcoming WWE 2K15 uh, predictions on or want to talk about the results of this upcoming pay-per-view, leave a comment, leave a question. If you do not get a chance to get on the website, you are more than welcome to tweet us 
or comment on the Facebook and we will read it on the on the online listening experience. You can go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. Do not forget to go tweet. Um, what was it? Disney and who else? Jerry Bruckheimer, especially because today is Talk Like a Pirate Day, but I guess you're not going to hear it until tomorrow. But I don't know. Disney Pictures, JB Films, I think it was. I JB wanna, Films? I think so. Let's I, I, I want to be in Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, so let's... Let's try to get Brandon in Pirates of the Caribbean. Which one is this? I don't think it's going to happen. 15, it's 5. It's JB Films, Bruckheimer, JB, at Disney, at Disney Pictures. You would think I should follow them on Twitter, right? Yeah, go follow them. Maybe I should do it from Mark and Out, though, since we have a lot more followers. I don't know. You're welcome to tweet to try to get a hold of them to get you out there. And hashtag P-O-T-C-5. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Pot C five Pirates so, of the Caribbean. Let's I get Brandon a, in this. Uh, in this, um, imagine they're listening to this film. whatever, and they're like, "Oh, we, give us an audition over your your show." And I'm like, "The one, oh. the one thing you have to do is tell them that you have to mention that Brandon has an orange beard." Oh, I have a perfect orange beard. I have a perfect orange beard, and I could do background work. I don't have to sit in the main stage, and I don't have to talk even on the camera. I love how you say that you have this. You, that you can do more than just sitting. So I don't know. I seriously like you. Literally, just have to put me in the background of the movie. Yeah, I, I, I'd hire you. All right, let's not take this any further. <laughs> and I guess we we wish, wish you, you the best, best of luck in your future endeavors. Oh. What's that? No, but seriously, you know what I forgot to say was... uh, That it's near 3 a.m.? Yeah, it is, but Happy New Year to our Jewish listeners out there. We will be in the year 5775, Mm. so... uh, Lashana Tova to those who are celebrating Rosh Hashanah this week. For and, sure. And as always, have a great week. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Or we we'll... wish you the... No? No, yeah. I'm not going to do it again. Okay. Bye. <laughs>